What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. And uh, let's talk about the match that took place this past Saturday. Um, we saw a match in the 168 division, one week removed from the Canelo Callum Smith. And um, and this was in the 168 division with a young champion, a young prospect that they're pushing up. Uh, the PBC seems to be hyping him up and pushing him up as their version of Lomachenko. Uh, decorated amateur record, uh, Cuban fighter fighting out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm speaking, of course, about David Morell Jr., this past Saturday, we saw him, saw him in action against uh, Mike Gabronski. Um, Mike Gabronski, I didn't know much about him. I, I was looking at his record. It looked like going into the fight, the most notable names that he had on his uh, resume were Turiano Johnson and Jesse Hart. And both of those fighters, uh, Gabronski lost to. He came into the fight with a 26-3 and record, uh, three losses. Two of those losses are to uh, Jesse Hart, to Riano Johnson. I believe the third loss was to uh, a boxer by the name of Deshaun Johnson. Um, nonetheless, there was a little bit of confusion, a little bit of, a little bit of controversy that took place uh, leading up to the match. And then the match was basically a one-sided affair. David Morrell is getting pushed as this uh, diamond in the rough, um, or maybe like the big... Uh, maybe like the big uh, discovery that PBC has on their hands right now. Um, and they're definitely pushing him up as uh, as their version of Lomachenko in the super middleweight division. Uh, he, depending on the source that you go into, you find his record and it has 130 wins to two defeats in the amateurs. Uh, some sources listed as 135 uh, victories with two defeats. Um, so 130, 135 wins to two defeats, regardless of that five win uh, uh, sway there. It's still an awesome record, right? So decorated amateur, uh, Cuban boxer fighting out of Min Minneapolis, Minnesota now. And, um, and, and he's got good speed. Uh, he's the reason that, that they're comparing them to Lomachenko. And the reason that I'm comparing them to Lomachenko is the fact that they're trying to rush him to a championship, to a major title. Uh, this is barely, this was his fourth fight, uh, Saturday. So he comes into the fight uh, at a 3-0 and record on his last fight when he fought Lennox Allen. Lennox Allen was a 16-year veteran, 15 or 16-year veteran, undefeated with 22 wins, uh, no defeats. And they faced off each other for the interim WBA version of the title uh, at 168, of course. So tough challenge, tough, tough fight for for Morel uh, against Lennox Allen, but he comes out victorious, gets the decision, gets the nod, and is currently the interim champion at 168 for the WBA. So the controversy uh, came by way of the the build-up to the fight. The build-up to Saturday, uh, the fight was being billed and promoted as a 12-round title fight. And at first, it looked like he was going to be putting his interim WBA title on the line. As the week proceeded, it started being mentioned that he was going, that this fight, the winner of this fight was going to be the winning the regular version of the WBA title at 168. And of course, we're one week removed. Uh, by the time Saturday hit, we were one week removed from the Callum Smith Canelo. And of course, they fought for the WBA, the super champion. Uh, version of that title at 168. So this was going to make things really, really interesting, right? Uh, Morel carrying the interim strap from his, from his match and, and from having won that, uh, that, that title back in August against Lennox Allen. 
and now being moved up to the regular champion status, if he was to be victorious, of course, that that was the intrigue behind this, right? We get to Friday, and the weigh-in take pl- takes place. Gavronsky weighs in at 167.5, so he makes weight for the 168 division, but Morel ends up weighing in at 170. So all of a sudden, it seems to have caught everybody by surprise. The reporters, uh, you start hearing mention of this uh, on the telecast and on the pre-telecast, uh, the weigh-in telecast, and they start mentioning that the bout had now been moved to a non-title 10-round fight. And it seemed to have caught everybody off guard. Uh, not much mention of it. Not many questions were answered about it. The fight takes place and we get to Saturday evening and it is a one-sided affair. Uh, not much to offer on, on the side of Gavronsky. He, he just couldn't keep up with the speed. He couldn't keep up with the power. He tried. The corner even asked him at one point in the second round to, to not give in, to, to continue fighting. But he got busted up pretty good. David Morrell looked good. David Morrell came out strong. He's fast. Um, he's got good height. He uses his height very well. He uses his reach very well. And he's got good power behind both hands with decent speed. He's very good at putting his combinations together. He's still... I, I can't say he's green because he's got such a good amateur record. But he's definitely green on the professional side. He's still getting comfortable with... The timing with the with, with the round, especially with Lennox Allen, you see that if you go back and watch that fight, you see that he was uh, adjusting and uh, and not used to the fights going past four rounds, past five rounds, going into the later rounds. He started looking a little bit sloppy, a little bit tired, and then he gets his second win. He's young, so nonetheless, good pedigree on his end. He's got a lot of promise, and if they're going to push him as a Lomachenko, he's already got a version of a major title in just three wins. He secures this victory. They stop the fight. Jack Reese steps in and stops the fight in round three, and he now is 4-0, and handing the fourth loss to Mike Gravonsky. Um Again, non-title fight, so he retains. It seems like he, his title was never in play, and, uh, and he was never going to lose anything. The bout got changed to 170. They modified it, and it is what it is. So he's still the interim WBA champ at 168 at the moment. He's 4-0, and if you haven't heard about David Morrell Jr., this Cuban prospect, keep an eye out for him. Do some research on him. Keep an eye out. Check out his previous fights and see what you think. I, I think he's got a lot of promise. And um, and the 168 division is starting to get fairly exciting now that Canelo has uh, has stated that he's going to be solely focused on on unifying all titles there, right? So you got Caleb Plant. You got David Benavides. You got Callum Smith still, who's a very live dog in that division. Of course, you got Canelo. And uh, you got Danny Jacobs, who, who seems like he's going to be wanting to move up. Um, BJ Saunders, you name it. And then the prospects, right? Edgar Berlanga with that, with that KO streak that he's, uh, he's in amidst or in the middle of right now. Um, the first round KO streak. Uh, and now you got another prospect by way of David Morrell adding that Cuban pedigree to the 168 division. So it's, it's getting fun at 168. Keep an eye out for David Morrell Jr. Good win, good victory, good showing overall on his behalf. Uh, just, I, I don't know why the controversy took place. There was either confusion and, and, and miscommunication there to have released it out to the press. Everybody thought one thing was going to happen and something else ended up happening. Nonetheless, he showed up. He's all business. He didn't make weight. He ended up coming in at 170, a little bit heavier. So hopefully that's not something that plagues him down the line. But hey, 
it's been an odd year through and through and two pounds, you know, this little controversy is not going to be something that throws everybody off, right? Good fight overall. Um, good showing by David Morrell and he is your WBA interim champ, uh, as we, we sit here today. So. With that said, thank you guys for tuning in again to the Tomatolito Show. Let's keep an eye out for this uh, young prospect, and, uh, and I'll talk to you all soon on an upcoming episode. Take care.